Hello, it's Christine here with the Express to Impress podcast. This episode is a follow-up to the previous episode, Word Choice in Journalism and Business with Stephen Youngblood. If you haven't checked out that episode yet, you won't want to miss it. Today's episode is for English language learners, and you'll learn 10 common sayings for everyday conversations. We'll cover more idioms and phrases than usual, since the last episode was longer than typical episodes. Specifically, you'll learn 10 phrases and idioms. When you use these common sayings in everyday conversations, you'll connect better with native English speakers. Plus, you'll recognize them when you hear them. As always, there will be an exercise at the end for those looking to modify their accents. If you want my tips on preparing for a job interview, I invite you to visit my website for my free five-step job interview preparation checklist. This checklist has already helped thousands of people worldwide perform well in interviews and get jobs they love. To sign up, visit my website at express-to-impress.com. And listener reviews are the best way to help the show grow. Will you please take a minute to rate my podcast and leave a review? I would really appreciate it. Now, let's begin. I will introduce 10 common sayings, share how I used them in the previous episode, and provide definitions. First, we have to frame something. And here's how I used it. So no matter if they have an audience of one or an audience of millions, it's really important they frame their stories carefully. In this context, to frame something means to state something in a particular manner or with a particular focus. Next, we have couch something in something. Here's how it was used. I thought it was clever the way that it was phrased, even though it was clearly couched in euphemism and business speak. To couch something means to express it in a carefully chosen language or deceptive words. Next, we have one ingredient in a recipe. Here's how it was used. So, peace is a recipe that requires many, many ingredients. And peace journalism is just one ingredient in this recipe. This idiom means that only one part of a solution to a complicated problem is being discussed. Next up, it's not the case. Here's how it was used. You know that's not the case as well. We use this idiom to state that something isn't true. Next up, we have gospel truth. Here's how Stephen used it. So if you are someone who happens to believe that Fox News is the gospel truth, I'm not going to dissuade you in these next few minutes, but I will tell you that if you love Fox News, then to be an informed person, you need to watch MSNBC too. The definition for gospel truth is something that is absolutely true according to a set of principles or beliefs. Next, we have be all, end all. Here's how it was used. And if you think that the New York Times and CNN are the be all and end all, then you need to look at Breitbart.com. 
something that is the best or most important. That's what be all end all means. So something that is so good that it will end the search for something better. So in this context, the best source of accurate information. Next, we have to see right through someone or something. Here's how it was used. And a lot of times, employers see right through it. Talking about an exaggeration or a lie here. So the definition to see right through someone or something is to not be fooled by someone and to see their true nature. Now we have to be straight with someone. Here's how it was used. When you ask people, why don't you trust the media? The two answers are, I don't think they're being straight with me and they're biased. So being straight with someone means to be honest with someone. Next, we have face-to-face. -face. Here's how Stephen used it. So I did my first face-to-face -face event a couple of months ago in Ivory Coast. This phrase means being in close physical proximity to each other, so facing each other. And finally, we have let someone go. Here's how it was used. A leader may have to tell a story to their staff to explain why they let someone go, explain their ideas and their plans for dealing with the crisis, or explain why their revenues declined. To let someone go is another way of saying that someone has been fired or told they can no longer work at a job. Now you know some common sayings in English to use in a conversation. I encourage you to start using these English expressions today. I love helping talented professionals excel in job interviews and convince the interviewer they are the right person for the job. But it's no easy task, especially if you're interviewing in a second language. That's why I released the podcast episode, Five Tips for Interviewing in English. It's why I work one-on-one -on -one with English language learners getting ready for job interviews in English every day, and why I created the 90-minute online video course, How to Succeed in a Job Interview. When I work with clients, I help them to identify questions and answers, and of course, deliver their answers powerfully. We look at both the content and the delivery. Here is a review from a recent satisfied client. I had worked with this person on their resume before we transitioned to interview preparation once they had some interviews. Christine is very knowledgeable about job search strategies, resume writing, and interviews. She listened carefully to my questions and provided relevant advice and guidance for my particular situation. I learned a lot and felt more confident in my job search thanks to her. To see pictures and more testimonials from my clients, visit my website at express-2-impress.com. I would love to work with you if you have an upcoming interview, either a job interview, medical residency interview, fellowship interview, or academic interview. You can book a mock interview with me or a package of mock interviews with me on my website. Learning takes repetition and implementation, so I'll give you an exercise. 
Listen to this episode again and repeat the words out loud to practice. It will expand your English vocabulary and help you improve your American English pronunciation, listening skills, and intonation. You'll be doing the shadowing technique. If you need a reminder about implementing the shadowing technique, check out my episode, Introducing the Shadowing Technique for English Learning. Thank you so much for listening to the Express to Impress podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please remember to share it with a friend. See you next time. Bye.